Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Now it's time to take a sports break, a look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your place for all things great in sports history. And in this episode, we have your sports break for October 18th sporting events that's happened historically on this day, the athletes that performed them, and the uniform numbers that they wore. Now, we just want to make sure before we get into that, you know how to get a hold of us. We'd love to have your feedback. Always try to stay in communication with everybody out there. Our email is pigskindispatch at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Like I said, get your feedback, have your comments, what you like, what you don't like, and uh, just talk a little bit of ball. So speaking of talking a little ball, let's talk about our uniform numbers we are going to be chatting about today. The numbers are 77, 14, 42, 44, 18, and number 12. We're going to start off in the year of 1924, October 18th, in the University of Illinois running back number 77, Red Grange, had his best day on the collegiate gridiron as he had four long touchdown runs. Per the source of the New York Times archive article from the day from the Associated Press, Grange, in front of 67,000 fans, packed the new Illinois Memorial Stadium, witnessed the ghost and his Illinois teammates take apart rival Michigan University. Red Grange, the University of Illinois phenom, an All-American halfback, was a star attraction, and his play did not disappoint the onlookers. Grange displayed a remarkable exhibition of running and passing in the game and set his college game what would be the measuring stick of a truly individual performance for the gridiron for years to come. The ghost galloped hard that afternoon as he scored five of Illinois' six touchdowns, leaving no doubt in anyone's mind on how hard it was to defend against him. It was started on the opening kickoff as Grange scooped up the ball on the Illinois five-yard line and raced 95 yards through the Michigan 11 for a touchdown in less than 10 seconds into the contest. Before Michigan's team could even catch their breath and collect themselves, Red Grange had struck Pager multiple more times in rapid succession with runs of 66 yards, 55 and 40 yards respectively for his next three scores. Coach Bob Zupke of Illinois took him out of the lineup before the first quarter ended. He returned later to launch several successful passes and score a fifth touchdown in the second half. The final score was the Illini 39, the Wolverines 14, and Red was the first collegiate star to turn pro, signing with the Chicago Bears in 1925 and he became the face of the pro game, eventually making a name not only for himself, but for the young National Football League. Also, October 18th, 1925, Salt Lake City of the Pacific Coast League of Baseball, Tony Lazari hit his 60th home run of the season out there on the West Coast. On October 18th, 1953, Chicago Bears signal caller Willie Thrower, who wore number 14, became the first African-American quarterback in the NFL modern history when he entered the game against the San Francisco 49ers at Wrigley Field. Uh, Willie Thrower had the perfect name for an NFL quarterback. What was truly remarkable is what a pioneer in American professional football history he was. The contest pitted the Chicago Bears against the San Francisco 49ers, and the Bears starting quarterback, George Blanda, was struggling. 
Papa Bear George Hallis could not watch any more of Blanda's ineffective play in the game, so he was looking for an offensive spark. He sent in a promising backup quarterback, Willie Thrower. Thrower was a collegiate quarterback with the national champion Michigan State Spartans of 1952, and the Niners rendered Willie's effectiveness too, allowing him to throw for a mere completion rate of 3 of 8 for 27 yards. Hallis returned Blanda to the game, but the San Fran squad had the Bears number on that day as the game resulted in a close 35-28 49ers victory. Willie played in only one more game for the Bears in 1953 before being released by House, but though his playing career was short, it certainly had a tremendous impact. Thrower helped to pave the way for the many more players that could follow. The NFL legend Warren Moon mentioned Willie Thrower in his Pro Football Hall of Fame acceptance speech, thanking him for providing the inspiration to Moon's football journey. October 18, 1974, Chicago Bulls number 42, Nate Thurman became the first NBA player to complete a quadruple double, 22 points, 14 rebounds, 13 assists, and 12 block shots. That's an accomplishment. October 18, 1977, New York Yankees number 44, Reggie Jackson, Mr. October, hit three consecutive home runs, tying Babe Ruth's World Series record and earning Jackson the series' most valuable player award as the New York Yankees defeated the LA Dodgers 8-4 to clinch a 4-2 series victory for New York. October 18, 1981, New York Giants number 18, Joe Danilo, tied the NFL's record for six field goals in a single ball game. October 18, 1992, Philadelphia Eagles number 12, Randall Cunningham set an NFL quarterback scramble record of 3,683 yards uh, for the season. Uh, October 18, 2009, New England Patriots quarterback number 12, Tom Brady, threw five second quarter touchdowns against the Tennessee Titans and an NFL record for touchdown passes in one quarter of a game. That is your sports break for today, your sports history for October 18th. Sure glad you could join us. Hope you join us each and every day for some more great sports history. And, you know, we have lots of ways for you to get your sports history, not only these podcasts and the ones on pigskindispatch.com and our audio drama, Orville Mulligan Sports Writer. But we are also partners and members of the Sports History Network. Find that at sportshistorynetwork.com and go to our websites, pigskindispatch.com and jerseydispatch.com for all your sporting needs of historic events. So till tomorrow, everybody, have a great Sports History Day. This penalty kill is almost over. I got to get back out on the ice. But thanks again for joining us for another great edition of Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. 
Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians. You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.